Hello, welcome to another episode of Lucid in Translation. This is Lucy. And this is Kim. And this episode, we will be talking about overthinking. Overcoming, overthinking. Yada yada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, before before you, um, before we were recording, sometimes I feel like I've been doing this more often where I've been looking at my past journal entries, and I think I always thought that... Um, I started this whole self-reflection process the beginning of 2018 or, or like end of senior year, but it actually started kind of beginning of senior year. Um, what was the stuff I was writing? Oh, I started talking about like defense mechanisms and stuff like that. I was like, wait, we wanted to do an episode about defense mechanisms. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like I honestly don't know. I don't know. I was just like just talking about self-reflection back in the day. I'm just like, Lucy, like, where are you getting these ideas from? Like, why are you self-reflecting? Were you looking at your journal to prepare for this episode or kind of like a walk down memory lane? No, a walk down memory lane because a part of me kind of wanted to journal today, but I didn't really have any like have much inspiration to write down. And I thought that maybe um, going through my past journal entries will spark something. Um, but then I ended just ended up just being caught rereading and not actually writing down anything, but that's fine. I'm not the type of person that journals every single day. It's just whenever I feel like it. I feel like journaling can be pretty heavy, to be honest. Like, it takes a toll on me at times. Like, damn, I didn't know I had this many thoughts. I mean, I, I was aware that but I was you- having them, but writing them all down, it's like, whoa, this a lot. But do you feel better afterwards, though? I do feel better, and so I feel like... I need to be journaling because I haven't in the longest time, but just whenever I start to, it's like, oh, I get kind of lazy to be honest. It's like, oh, I'm so tired of myself. (laughs) Oh my God. I think in my, in my position, I also like the action of writing. Mm, Yeah. You have really nice handwriting. Me? You do too. Yeah. That pair. I love like blue gel ink. Like that Ooh, makes me yeah. want to keep I mean, writing. You, yeah, maybe just keep using that gel ink. I use um this 0.38 size pen and it's like the perfect like uh thinness cuz I like a thinner pen. I hate thick pens. God. Ooh, um, my sweet spot is a 0.5. I feel like 0.7 is way too thick. You have you tried a 0.38 yet? I haven't. I feel like that's too oh thin God, for me because I like my pens like juicy, but not too juicy. <laughs> no, this is this is thin. This ain't juicy. <laughs> is that is that um? Was it pen pen gel Pentel? The pi uh uh, uh Pilot G two. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll write that down. <laughs> um, if I remember, I I have a whole box. I might bring. I'll bring some to you. T minus one week, right? No, yeah, T minus one week, kind of. Less than no. Wait, in a couple days actually. Oh, when I yes. come back to Jersey. You'll be here in less than a week. Well, yes, less than a week. So I was having this conversation with someone. I was just like, this doesn't so I I have I told like I love public speaking. Did I ever mention that? Actually, you have, I, I kinda mentioned it I think in the first insane. video. Yeah. <laughs> which is really weird because like it's like very contradicting to like some of the other qualities I have in terms of like not wanting all the attention to myself but when it comes to public speaking it's like I love it so much and and then my mind is like maybe it's just like I like the intention when I feel like it's actually important mm. if that makes sense also to point out you're also a Leo 
So that is... I am a Leo. <laughs> yes. That's very on I mean, brand. I would say I'm not 100% Leo, though. Yeah, um, I don't think you're attention-seeking, per se. But also my birthday is borderline Leo slash Cancer, I think. Oh, July I was totally 26th. supposed to do your reading. I haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah. You didn't do my reading yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll I told do my it mom after. about it. My, my mom's like, can she do a reading for me? I was like, me first. I'm in line. Yeah. But that's interesting for you to point out because you had also mentioned while we were texting about this episode topic that you are not one to overthink. And you were saying that you feel that you should be overthinking more. And I was like, girl, that's a symptom of depression and anxiety. You are doing (laughs) fine. Yeah, no, my issue when we were doing this topic, it was just like, well, we already did a self-doubt episode. And in that episode, I didn't really have that many examples to give. And then now for overthinking, I still don't have that many examples to give. And I'm just like, this is too good to be true. Do I like not self-doubt or overthink that much? Um, But with this episode, I'll I'll tell, I'll talk more about it. But um, most of the time when I do overthink, um, it has to do with like relationships and stuff. But other than that, I feel like I really don't. At least right now, during this point in my life, I feel like I don't. Mm, do you think we more commonly overthink things that we are insecure about in a way? I feel like this might, I don't know, if the more I talk about relationships in this episode, it's just like, I don't want to go too far away from overthinking, but I feel like I'm not, I don't, so the things that like I overthink about in a relationship, I don't know if it has to do with anything that I'm insecure about with myself. But more of an insecurity with the relationship, I think, yeah? I don't know. How about we talk, we'll just keep talking, maybe like we'll try to like solve the issues Yeah, that was kind of like a hard-hitting question. It was too soon. That was, because it was like a too soon, yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, so, all right, let's just, let's just start off. Um, I guess we can start off by talking about our, what we each overthink about. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So, so we both agreed that lately we don't overthink as much. And I think that is a product of being in quarantine for so long and we're more secure now and all that and less social interaction. But I would say before I would overthink a lot about social interactions. So whenever I meet someone or I'm part of a group setting, especially back in college, I would always go over the situation in my head before I go to sleep and sort of get secondhand embarrassment at myself for things that I did, but people probably didn't notice, as in the way I spoke or how I presented myself. And be basically just being perceived by other people makes me overthink a lot because I think that comes with the fear of judgment. Um, I also overthink a lot just being a creative person. So during this quarantine, there was like a three-month gap where I didn't create anything at all because I got in my head a lot about um, what I was meant to be posting or what I wanted to post, especially with when my YouTube blew up. So I had a lot of fear about how people would perceive me if I were to post certain things, right? And so that actually mm-hmm. prevented me from creating more because I was seeking perfection in one go instead of improvement. Um, so going back to what you first said about um, being scared of other people's judgment, does it align with you wanting everyone to like you? 
Yeah, that definitely stems from it. Um, once again, bringing up the topic of like me being a people pleaser or like used to be. And I wanted everyone to, I wanted everyone to have like a good experience with me in a way. Like I never wanted to be a burden to anyone. So I think it really stems from there. Like I didn't want to be a nuisance. Like I, if anything, I wanted to add to other people's lives. And you thought that you were scared of being, bringing people down or annoying them? Yeah, or when people notice how, oh, like, Kim's being a bit quiet or, like, pointing me how do you out think in that's that way. Yeah, but do you think you being quiet is negatively affecting them? But I think just the fact that they were aware or took notice of it and then felt the need to point it out, it's like, oh, this what person is perceiving me right now. What do you mean opposite? What if you were a really, really talkative person and someone commented like, oh, she's being really talkative. What would, how would you feel? I take it in a negative light, to be honest, like either way. It's like, why, why sort of bring up how someone is acting, you know? And it's sort of like that, uh, that five minute rule, right? Like you should never point something out that someone can't change. Like if they have something in their teeth, sure, point it out. But say they have acne, don't point that out. It's sort of rude in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't, because I don't want to say that I never get offended what people say. Because I'm sure, like, people have probably said stuff about me behind my back. And I think in my mind, it's just like I tell myself, so many other people are busy worrying about what you're thinking of them that you shouldn't waste your time thinking about what others think of you. Yeah, and I know that now. Um, it's not really something that I get too anxious about these days. Like, one, because mm-hmm. I'm not really seeing many, many people. And two, I, I realize that if I'm not super comfortable in a situation, I'll just remove myself from it. So I overthink mm-hmm. a lot less in terms of social interactions. But I am scared uh, post-COVID to see how I'll be able to interact with people. Like, the other day, mm-hmm. I was shopping for something and and the cashier who's ringing me up she was just like um so is it cold enough for you and it took me a second there I was like um is it cold enough for me how should I respond to this so I was like <laughs> like I, I literally I said like oh I, I hear it's supposed to oh snow this week yeah. <laughs> it's like no. I think it's just the lack of interactions with strangers like it just throws you off a little yeah, bit just like the way she posed the question too is like, is it cold enough for you? I'm like, um, yeah. no, yes. I don't like snow. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm lucky enough to still have interactions with strangers in the hospital. It like honestly, it warms my heart sometimes when I have these interactions because it's just like lacking outside of work. But while you were saying like your your side of overthinking, I think it like sparked like something in my mind that I just discovered um so for me so okay yeah yeah. so yeah I personally for me I think I overthink a lot when I'm in a relationship um I don't really know what that says about me or what I've experienced in my life but so times when I overthink in a relationship are like um so this has happened to me in the past where my partner would make comments like oh you're a very closed off person 
or, oh, you think too much before you speak. And then I start to overanalyze like all the interactions where I felt like I was closed off or I thought too much before I spoke. I'm just like, why was I doing that? Is that bad that I'm doing it that way? How can I change it? But then I feel like if someone else said it, maybe like a friend or something, I wouldn't think about it too much. And what if your parents told you something like that? Oh, no, they, they've been telling me that like all throughout my life. My mom said that I'm very closed off <laughs> as a person. <laughs> but in that case, it's because there's certain things I don't feel comfortable with telling my mom because she'll judge me or um, criticize me. That, that I know why, um, the reason why. But um, I think the reason why I overthink in a relationship is because I'm the most vulnerable Um, They see the most vulnerable side of you. And so like I open up more. So if I open up more, they're able to like notice, quote unquote, like the flaws I have compared to like my friends and stuff. They don't really see that side of me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really interesting take. Yeah, it's like when I'm when I'm when I first start dating someone, I'm like pretty chill I would say it's not until the relation gets more serious and like I open up more. Yeah. And you become more attached where I become more attached. And yeah, I think I'm, I mentioned this before where I don't like it when someone is able to read me as a person. Oh yeah. Like I'm cool, obviously with compliments and, and everything, but when someone tries to read me and tells me a negative trait I have, that is based I, on some truth. I'm just like, no, I get defensive no, for sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. I get so defensive and maybe a bad quality of mine is just like, I'm, I'm bad at receiving critiques. But it's also like, do you feel you react that way because you agree or because you disagree? Because there are times when this happens to me, especially when I'm talking to my sister, I'm like, girl, you hardly know me. Who are you to say these type of comments, you know? I think I get offended because it is the truth. Because I have received comments um, that I knew weren't true at all and it didn't affect me. So with being closed off, yes, I I can be. I've gotten so much better throughout the whole, like throughout the years. But I think when my partner said it, he was just used to other being other people being just like so open and stuff like that. But to me, I was just like, honestly, like you're the most, you're the person I've been the most open to, but it just wasn't as open as he was used to, if that makes sense. Yeah. It definitely always hurts the most from family, significant others. Yeah. And then I start thinking about like, Oh, how can I, how can I improve with those situations? I overthink like, oh, I shouldn't have done that or I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, but most of these just happen in a relationship because I guess they just see the most vulnerable side of me. Since you've dated quite a bit, do you think this is something that has improved for you or has it sort of worsened? Um, The overthinking part? Mm -hmm. Or can you trace it back to like your very first relationship? Like has this always been a thing for you to overthink? I've definitely had moments where I overthought. I don't know. Now I'm just like, does it stem from my insecurities? Well, actually, I'll scratch that. What was I even? I'm trying to think what I over even like overthought. Oh, actually, no. I was correct in my overthinking during my first relationship. I think I was like overthinking like, 
does he still like like me enough am I like being too annoying or something like that and I guess it was based on some truth because he he was the type of person that like wanted more alone time and that relationship was actually it, it taught me a lot to be more independent actually um so yes yeah, so now this kind of traces to is overthinking good oh yeah because so I felt like this was a trick question because my answer to that is that overthinking is never good because there's a difference between logically analyzing situation, weighing the pros and cons, and just plain out overthinking. I feel like overthinking is an influx of intrusive thoughts. So things that tell you that you can't do something, it's where doubt comes from. It's, um, it's like, it's you creating a problem that's not there by overthinking, Mm-hmm. And so in that case, I feel like general overthinking, not good. Yeah, I so for overthinking, it's only good when it's productive. But when it's productive, I feel like it's not really labeled as overthinking. It's more like um, problem solving or self-reflection. So with overthinking, that leads to like um, stress and anxiety. But then when you problem solve, Yes, you still, I guess, quote unquote, overthink, but going through that process, you actually come up with a solution to prevent that stress and anxiety. Um, And then with the whole self-reflection thing, like we both are self-reflective people and we think a lot um, what we want, what we need in life, that sort of thing. But that actually gives us like a new perspective on something. So it's actually purposeful. Overthinking never really straightforwardly the term overthinking it doesn't really lead us anywhere unless you're overthinking with intention yes so overthinking with intention yes but also leading to action i think that is the main point yes um the other day in our little girl group chat i texted a quote that i really really liked from this book i was reading and the quote was On the one hand, the Buddhists say we must empty our minds to be fully present. We'll never get anything done if we are paralyzed by overthinking. On the other hand, we must look and think and study deeply if we are ever to truly know. So overthinking is good when it's productive and it leads somewhere, especially during the self-reflective process. But negative overthinking can paralyze us from moving forward. Ooh, so that brings me to my quote, because we're sharing quotes now. Yeah. (laughs) I really like this one, because there's a little rhyme. I think you'll like it, too. Mm -hmm. So, thinking too much leads to paralysis by analysis. Ooh. (laughs) Okay, let me just repeat that. Thinking too much leads to paralysis by analysis. It's important to think things through, but many use thinking as a means of as a means to avoid action. And that's by Robert Herjavec, which is basically, in a, essentially like what you also said, but in different words. But yeah, it's paralysis yeah. by analysis. Pra- oh, <laughs> I love the, like some of the quotes you have, um, have a little rhyme to it and I love it. Yeah, it's, it's catchy. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just like, I don't really overthink my personal choices like I don't really overthink my career choices my friendship choices my vices um I kind of just stick to it yeah that is interesting for me to hear because I've always been an overthinker I've always been a very anxious Mm -hmm. person 
So yeah, I actually texted you earlier this week, f- having a mini a mini meltdown, a little freak <laughs> yes. out because I was concerned <laughs> about what to do with my career. And despite freaking out to you, it felt good to let someone else see what was going on in my mind. Even though I, I don't think what I wrote was coherent at all, mm-hmm. but what made me feel better after that was the action I took because I was freaking out about having too many interests. Like I, I want to do so many things and I feel like my issues is that I don't know how to prioritize. And so I often get overwhelmed by all the options I have. And so that's what, where I overthink, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should I be working more towards something or should I, mm-hmm. you know? And so that day, what made me feel good was I hadn't been creating in quite a while, I feel, like a few weeks, but I had created that little infographic, which turned out really good. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that always happens to me when I have these mini meltdowns of in terms of like career and content creation. I always feel better when I push myself to release something that day. So, so you turned mm-hmm. your overthinking into something productive. Yeah, because I knew that it wasn't going to take me anywhere by sticking on that train of these thoughts but by actually doing something like making something tangible at least I can say that I tried right it reminds me of so an example of what I used to overthink that I confronted you about sometimes was feeling like it was something similar feeling like I wasn't doing enough during the day it's like oh, I should be doing this or I should be doing that, especially when I wanted to stream Twitch and stuff. I was like, well, I should spend this time doing that since I have time. And I think I was just overwhelmed by the possibilities of what I could do during my day that it, yeah, paralyzed me. And I ended up probably just doing nothing and I felt really, really guilty about it. But then it got to a point where I guess I was trying to tell you, you have to prioritize what you really, really want to do um, because it sucks. We are limited on how many hours we have during the day and you need to choose, I guess. Um, There's nothing wrong with trying a bunch of activities and stuff, but at some point it's hard to just focus on so many activities and not being able to excel in all of them at the same time. Some helpful imagery I saw when I was like looking at quotes is someone compared overthinking to a rocking chair. Like, sure, mm. you're doing an action by being in the rocking chair, but you're not going anywhere. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so I wanted your opinion on this because one of the quotes I read from Sylvia Plath was, my mother said the cure for thinking too much about yourself was helping somebody who was worse off than you. And I get that if you're overthinking, it can help you by helping others. But do you feel like that's more of a distraction or is that actually something good? Um, because I feel like you're not really focusing on your own situation by diverting your attention elsewhere. So, I, th- yeah, I think helping others benefits you in other areas, but not overthinking because overthinking that's something you have to tackle. Yeah, I would I would I would say it's a distraction in terms of the overthinking process. Helping others does help when you want to appreciate life more, I can tell you that. But in this case, yeah, I guess okay, this will lead to I guess um how you can lessen this 
excess of thoughts. Well, number one, you have to sit down and understand why you're overthinking, first of all. Um, Analyzing your emotions, figuring out the root causes, because you can't really fix something if you don't know where it came from. So what would one, what would an advice be for you? So have a more active and also passive approach. The first one I think obviously would be to take action in any form. And the best thing for me would be exercise actually, because I think that's a really healthy way to Mm -hmm. get out of your head and to stop overthinking. And I feel like I gain a lot of clarity post-workout as well. I would agree with that. It's like, it's kind of like you're just, with overthinking, you need an outlet for it to release all those like excess emotions and thoughts and stuff. And I feel like definitely working out is, you know, you're working up a sweat, but you're working up all those thoughts as well. Maybe, I don't know, now it goes back to maybe distractions are good. Because sometimes the overthinking is just temporary. Well, I, I don't right? think distractions are all... I and guess you, you just, can consider that a distraction, but I also feel like, as you said, it's an outlet. Like, you're channeling... It's a solution. ...that energy in mm. a different type of way. So it's still something that's more tangible. Gotcha, yeah. Um, another action would be, I would say, meditating. Um, practicing mindfulness and just being able to be in the present moment and just slow down everything. It's directing your attention away from all your thoughts. That was actually what I was going to mention for like the more passive, more passive advice, more passive way to remedy this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so when I first started to meditate with a guided meditation app, what what was the big app Uh, that we were obsessed with? Headspace. Yeah. Ooh. So in Headspace, they have these little animations, and literally, it was, like, one of the first ones when I opened the app and I saw the animation, I was like, wow, that really hit hard. <laughs> this was, like, me, like, starting my journey of, like, self-growth and everything, and the animation with the audio basically said that, view your thoughts as clouds, and you mm-hmm. are cloud-gazing. See how your, <laughs> how your thoughts in the clouds, like, come and go. So, basically, it means to observe and acknowledge your thoughts as merely just thoughts and nothing more it becomes an issue when you put some emotion behind those thoughts right because i feel like everyone has intrusive thoughts right once in a while like if you're on the sidewalk it's like oh what happens if i just step in the middle of the street but you're not (laughs) actually going to do that so it's it's just a thought it becomes more than that when you put some emotion behind it yeah, or attach it to something it. else. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good way to also, it's it's like a good way to reframe your mindset. And as you had mentioned, meditation is also very good. Yeah, because when I have those thoughts and relationships about like, oh, what if I did this differently? I also have thoughts of like the future too. Like, what if this happened in the future? And it's just like, they're just outlandish thoughts sometimes. Um you're creating a problem. I'm, yes. Oh, yeah. I think that was my issue in previous relationships. It's I would create this situation that hasn't even happened yet and probably won't happen. And for me, it's just like I, I feel too much. And so when I create these moments in my mind, they feel so real, like the actual emotions actually come up. And so 
yeah, in that in that way, overthinking is what kills me. So another another advice would be, which helps me is just, um, they call it cognitive restructuring. Um, so for example, I asked some friends like, oh, what are some situations where you overthink? Um, one person said, oh, I don't know if this job is right for me. I feel like I'm stuck in this job. So instead of telling yourself like, I'm stuck in this job, instead say, this job isn't satisfying my creative ambitions. What should I do? So it's like restructuring that thought into something more constructive. Mm, I like that. Yes, definitely all about reframing your mindset and shifting your perspective oftentimes. With cognitive restructuring, it's like that example they use of, oh, if someone tells you to think, if someone says the word elephant, what do you think of? An elephant. But you can um, restructure it and think about like maybe a panda wearing a trunk nose or something like that. I don't know. I was trying Mm -hmm. to, I was trying to think of the image. (laughs) similar to an elephant that's what I thought of a panda wearing a trunk nose yeah it's hard to escape a loop that you've created by yourself when all you have is yourself in a way right so I think another helpful advice is to just expose yourself to different perspectives whether that be through books podcasts or interacting with other people like even just talking to Lucy about all the thoughts in my head really helped just expressing it and, you know, mm. speaking it out loud. You can kind of hear how crazy you sound at times, right? Because yes. in your head, you're like, oh, this is so, so totally normal thing. But then hearing someone else give their two cents, it's like, oh, maybe, maybe this wasn't actually what I think. So the next advice is actually something um, that has that's applicable to this, which I have a problem sometimes, and I don't know if you have this problem, but we're all entitled to our own reaction. And so, yes, we, we have our moments where we're crazy. And I think I do this a lot. No, you did this to me where the last time you were, uh, venting or whatever, you're like, Oh, I'm just PMSing. This is just a temporary thing. I feel like we both do that. We invalidate our own emotions. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's okay. It's normal to, overthink um so yeah but realizing that you're overthinking and giving yourself like a like a period of time to do that like hey I'm gonna spend the next 10 minutes thinking about this one thing but then after the 10 minutes is up it's like I'm done do what <laughs> that that's such a you thing to plan when oh. you're gonna be overthinking <laughs> I'm like what well I haven't no oh, but I, I would kind of go more in line of like, just accept, just be more kind to yourself, right? If you notice you're, you're overthinking, just <laughs> just be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about this right now. That doesn't sound very good, but I don't embody that. Like, I'm not going to embrace this idea or yeah. belief, but you know, it is a thought that just popped in my head. Yeah. It's not, that's, that's actually really funny. It's not something I've ever done, but I see myself doing, all right, Lucy, I'm going to put a timer right now. You got 15 <laughs> minutes, 15 minutes to think. After that, no more thinking. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so funny. Maybe I should try that one day. Like, I'll just sit myself down and be like, okay, for the next 20 minutes, let me just think. <laughs> but I, I feel like I, yeah, that's I, mm-hmm. entirely the opposite of meditation because you're supposed to clear your head and just accept these <laughs> but thoughts, you right? But purge everything out, right? But I don't think that you can't really purge it by doing more of it. 
Because if anything, that's going to cycle down to even more of those thoughts, right? I don't know. I think it's just, I feel like it's hard to completely not overthink. And so if you give yourself a period of time to overthink, then the rest of the day you won't. Because if we didn't give us that time, I I feel like, really? Okay. I feel like if you notice yourself overthinking in that instant, just allow yourself to do it or like catch yourself Mm -hmm. and stop right there instead of feeding into that negativity in a way. Yeah. So I feel like if you recognize it, you should stop it. I don't think I'm in the right position to give people advice. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like, not your best one, Lucy. I don't think. Um, because I feel like essentially you want to counter overthinking by overthinking some more, but scheduling it. I feel like it also aligns with allowing yourself to feel so like if you feel like crying, let yourself cry. But after, you know, like, okay, maybe not put it so specific, like 10 or 15 minutes, like after a couple minutes crying, then you stop yourself. Yeah. Because like with crying, it's like sometimes you just have to let it out. I think that's how I'm treating overthinking. You just have to let it out. Okay, yeah. Just let it out, accept that it's happening. Yes. But, but when you're done, put, move on. Yeah, so don't don't put any extra emphasis on it. Just yes. acknowledge it and move forward. I think that's what I meant by scheduling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, but basically, to at least some of the advice that I thought about It's just, you know, the whole acceptance part. You know, it's going to be a very, very tough journey to get over. And it's something I will definitely still be working on in my future relationships. But it's definitely not impossible. No one was born an overthinker. Mm -hmm. Right? I feel like it just results from personal experiences. So I feel like I would wrap up advice in just one term. Mm -hmm. Double A. So, mm-hmm. acceptance, but also action. Oh, did you come up yeah. with that? Oh, my gosh. I just came up with it. <laughs> I uh, love oh, yeah, how I every have... time you have a cool idea, I, like, hype you up. I was like, ooh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, because who knows? This could be, like, merch ideas in the future or something. <laughs> the double A. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of cringe, actually. But you know what? It, it, it sounded yeah, really it cool at first. But I do have one other quote. Um pertaining to the actionable steps so this one's from martin luther king jr he said you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step and so i feel like this helps overthinkers because when you encounter an issue you kind of take it head on you know the enti- you see the entire situation right in front of you instead of breaking it down to smaller steps so I feel like a lot of people tend to overthink when they're just trying to start something for the first time and Mm -hmm. instead of actually doing it they overthink all the possibilities of what can go wrong Mm -hmm. all the other logistical issues right but say if you want to start a new hobby you can just start off with maybe watching a tutorial or something you know find some inspiration you don't have Mm -hmm. to just like dive into buying all the resources that you need to do something and just like tackling it all head on so quickly right yeah um I think we often rush ourselves with things right Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to complete something like so quickly otherwise you have to do it before other people otherwise it wouldn't matter but I think just taking the time and breaking things down 
to more sizable pieces, mm-hmm. it definitely helps. Yeah, and overthinking can also push you to um, prolong things too. I feel like that happened with us starting the podcast a little bit. We were just waiting for everything to be right before actually releasing anything. But honestly, I don't regret it though. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the issues we encountered were, what, the audio quality? So we re-recorded quite a few episodes and I feel like the audio probably wasn't like that bad mm-hmm. um, but and it's we fine to have standards it. but I think the most important thing is that we didn't let it prevent us from mm-hmm. continuing any further yeah like I don't I honestly don't know if any of this was helpful it's like a part of me it's like I wish I overthought more things so I have more things to say and more personal experience. But like, if that's care. the case, then why can't you just force yourself to think more about it, right? If if you Wait. if you want to be an overthinker, like, doesn't make sense. It just let me think some more about it. Because it takes us too much energy. Like I was like thinking over. Th- Wait, thinking really intently of personal examples, and I just drew a blank. But I feel like that's good, right? Because mm-hmm. it's not the best feeling to doubt yourself all the time and mm-hmm. think of all the possibilities of things that can go wrong and all these negative aspects. So like I'm I'm curious like what do you, what do you think is the root of that? Like why do you think that you overthink less? One of the main things like I follow is just what's happened in the past is in the past you can't really change it. Okay, so I guess, yes, um, I don't overthink things I've done in the past because it's already happened and I can't control that. Um, I guess overthinking the future, I'm just confident in myself and my abilities and believing that, you know, things things happen for a purpose. I like to call it surrendering yourself to the universe. Yes, there we go. Surrendering myself to, well, in my case, like surrendering, surrendering myself to God. Um, yeah, just having that belief has really helped me a lot. I think I did have another quote. Um, okay, yeah, this is from Jack Canfield. He said, oh my God, you only yes. have. Sorry. Oh, you know who that is? I don't know who that is, but this is so like a helpful one of, quote. One of the, my first self improvement books was by Jack Canfield, The Success Principles. Maybe it's a quote I wrote down. Wow. All right, go. Yes. Okay, so maybe you recognize this quote, but he said, you only have control over three things in your life. Yo, the- wait, okay, wait, wait. Can I, can I try to guess what this quote is? Yes. I swear to God, I think it's the first quote um, I wrote. It was, uh, so the three things you control in life, the thoughts you have, um, what you visualize, and the, your behavior or actions or something oh like my, that. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yeah, the thoughts you think, the images you visualize, and the actions you take. Oh my god, yes. I was going to put that in our um, 2020, or no. Actually, no, I didn't read that in 2020. Actually, no. Oh, you asked me what were some um, podcasts or books that influenced my self-improvement journey. And that was one of the books that I suggested. It was one of the first books I read. So I highly recommend it. The Success Principles Oh, I guess I have to check it out now, too. Yeah, and... In the beginning, I was, like, a little hesitant um, because he is, like, an older um, Caucasian male. It's like, oh, am I actually going to relate to him? But honestly, you don't have to. Like, his – 
I wrote down like so many good quotes from that book. Honestly, yeah, you should read it. Yeah, do you want I me mean, to actually? Well, I got, well, you have a Kindle now, but I actually have the physical book. Do you want it? I can bring oh, it yeah. home. So I give was me about your, to throw your away, pen and, and that book oh, the yes. next time we see each other. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, I can pass this amazing book down. <laughs> Oh, that's that's so cute. That's like um, Sisterhood, the Traveling Pants, but with a book. Like we, we can just like yeah. in our circle. And honestly, just keep it. Like if if you actually really like it, just give it to someone else. And it'll be like, oh, let me put my name on it. Ooh, okay, maybe maybe I should finish one of the books that I was reading and then like give it to you. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> a book exchange. Yeah. Oh, I oh, yeah, I wrote down so many quotes. Um, but this one, this one is from Amy Poehler. Remember, the talking about the thing isn't the thing. Doing the thing is the thing. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is just a super simplified version of yeah. action over thought. Yeah. I feel like I have that problem sometimes in the morning nowadays. Um, I mean, it, it's getting a lot better. It's like a little bit more, compared to before, it's a little bit more difficult for me to like get out of bed sometimes. Because I just, I guess like, sometimes you just got to do it. And once I get up and actually start my routine, I just feel so much better. Yeah, that's like I think for, I think knowing that helps me. Because once you get in the groove of things, exactly, that's like the same issue with working out. You know, even if you're not motivated to mm-hmm. within the first five ten minutes, you know, like once you like get into it, it's all good. Mm-hmm. After this, I think I might edit the episode a little bit and then work out. I, I want to try to finish editing the episode today, just because it's going to be a busy week busy week this was actually a really good episode because i guess i realized something about myself about the whole vulnerability thing and um the reason why i overthink in relationships is because i show a side of me that i usually don't show with other people yeah and so there's for room for critique yeah maybe because you're not used to being so vulnerable Mm -hmm. that when it's it's not a feeling that you're super comfortable with just yet. Yeah. And like when I'm vulnerable, they notice things that normal people don't notice about me. Um, and I'm just not used to a normal person being able to read me as a person. I'm the right, I'm the one that reads others. Yeah. I think, yeah, that connects to like me not wanting to be perceived at all. Like, I hate that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's funny because, you know, naturally humans want to feel connection. They want, you know, other people to understand you. But then, you know, I have parts of me where the vulnerable side, I guess, I don't want people to read me. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like I crave this intensity sometimes from others like this vulnerability but Mm -hmm. being in a super vulnerable state where you didn't choose to be I hate that yeah yeah (laughs) because I guess I guess you can compare to like showing a sign of weakness in a way because like I choose Mm -hmm. obviously this is a very safe space for us so me being able to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. is like cool and all but it is a bit tougher in real life situations yeah because like i feel like we've scratched a lot of the surface of some issues that have happened in our life right but we haven't really gone like super into it yeah especially at least with me with a relationship it's like i honestly personally just want to talk about it but some of it isn't my stuff to say i guess 
Um, it's another person's personal details. Um, but I mean, I would love to share, but I don't, at least I respect the people in my past enough to not bring up those things. Um, and now I feel like we're teasing the audience. Like if, if I were, oh, if good. I was a listener, I'd be like, I want to know what's happening with Lucy. <laughs> well, continue listening to our podcast, Lucy in Translation. Yes. Keep updated with us at Loose in Translation on our Instagram and YouTube. Leave us five stars, give a review, connect with us, and we will see you next time. Bye.